Breaking news, Stefan. It's Coach Killer's podcast, episode 26. How are you, mate? Fantastic, mate. I'm dripping here. I'm dying of the heat. It's really hot, isn't it? It's boiling. <laughs> Firstly, before we get into all the juicy football stuff, how was your week? Oh, mate, it was it was pretty good, actually. It was quite hot. But, what did you end up you know, doing? You know, did you have a few icy poles and yeah, enjoy yourself under the air conditioner watching... Watching midweek games. It was yes, pretty good. which we're going to get into. You know, Unbelievable watching stuff. the Matildas a couple of days ago getting the win over New Zealand. That's it. It's quite Fantastic. Good. Stuff you Kiwis. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Stefan? Mate, I've just been busy in the business world, as per usual. You know oh, me, mate. Trying to, to dip this, my mate. hand into every uh, cash pool there is. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, Stefan, let's just kick it off with our coach killer of the week. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Stefan, give me the drum roll. Here it is. And our coach killer of the week is Kepa Azabalaga. <laughs> That's a shocking last name, but anyway. <laughs> it's a long one. Mate, set the scene. The football world is absolutely rocking. Tell us what the hell happened. AFL Caribou Cup final. Yep. Towards the end. Man City versus Chelsea. Yeah. Kepa goes down with the cramp in extra time. Oh, no. Gets up, yep. tries to get subbed off, doesn't want to come off. Uh... Sari's, Sari's fuming up and down the up and down <laughs> the sideline, sorry. And, mate, you just refuse to come off. Unbelievable. I, I can't believe, you know, what happened in an actual Carabao Cup final. Considering the uh, season Chelsea's had... You'd think, you know, you want all your players with you going into that final because if we win the Cup, Sari might stay, you know. It could be his first ever piece of silverware in his career, right? So it's Mate, a massive game you know, you know what I found really funny? William Caballero, Caballero yeah. <laughs> standing on the sideline, getting ready, jigging himself <laughs> up, and nothing. For, right. I, can't, I can't believe it. It's, it was shocking. I've never seen something like that. I've never seen that disrespect from a player. Look, it's absolutely disgusting, personally. If I, you know... I'm not going to say my comments what I'd do if I was a coach because they'd probably be a bit too R-rated, to be honest. But, um, yeah, it's pretty poor. It's absolutely shocking from a goalkeeper, nonetheless. Oh, wait. What did Sari say it was? Yeah, well, Sari said it was just a misunderstanding, you know, and then they punished him with a fine, you know, and they put him on the bench against the 2 nil. No, uh, he wasn't even on the bench. In Tottenham. Well, that's what... he was left out of the game. So they didn't put him on the bench? No. Really? He was completely wow. left out. That's why it doesn't make sense. He was saying it was a misunderstanding, this and that, but then why find him and drop him? Why? Well, look, a- apart from all that, what do you think, you know, why why has this happened in the final? Like, what what do you think about this situation now? Mate, I I don't know. Like, all right, you know, if you had cramp or whatever, sub him off, you know, get Willie yeah. Cabrera on, yeah. who's got the... Um, who was the hero in the final a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's them. right. Yeah. So, you know, proven... Penalty stopper. Yeah. You know, but I think it was just, just being selfish, mate, you know. All right, you know, everyone wants their chance, but he's your teammate, you know. He's, he's been given a chance and you're not letting him, you know, go on. That's that's not yeah, that's a, not fair in my book. That's just not uh, no team spirit at all there from Kepper. You know, just a big money-hungry young boy, I guess, a young rich boy trying to make a name who's definitely made, yeah. made a name now for himself. So, And the question is, will he be recalled? Well, Sari said in his press conference before the game at the weekend against uh, Fulham, you know, Kepa is our first goalkeeper, but we are very happy for Willie to play also. Kepa will be on the pitch for one of the next two matches. I've not decided yet. I want to see the last two trainings, of course, for every player. Okay, yeah. So there was a misunderstanding, <laughs> yeah. but he's clearly the number one keeper, right? They spent. He's a world record signing yeah. right, for a goalkeeper. Which is a joke, but we'll get into it. You know, and... These comments just show, you know, the disappointment and animosity from the manager towards Kepa, really. Yeah, I agree. You know, he made Sari and, more importantly, the whole club look like a bunch of fools. You know, personally, I think, you know, he should sit on the bench for the entire month. What about yeah. you? Mate, I think the act actually cost them the final. Yeah. You know, we've seen players in the past, you know, once their number comes up on the board, they come straight That's right. Up. You know, they're upset, they won't shake the manager's hand, yeah. or, you know, they'll spit the dummy, but yeah. they'll come off. That's right. Right? Because it's a team thing to do, and you're, you're a team, you're not a, 
you know, you're not the best in the world, mate. Calm yeah, down. that's right. And, you know, more importantly, it was a poor day for the fans, I think, and world yeah. football. Because Kepa needs to speak to Gigi or Vandersar on how to be a professional goalkeeper. <laughs> and the key word there is professional. Yes. Those two I mentioned have never done a silly act like that ever, yet they've never been subbed off going into a penalty shootout. I rest my case. Are you saying he's overrated? 100%. Biggest waste of money <laughs> in goalkeeping history. You know, he'll never be at the top level. Kaylor Navas, for God's sake, will tuck him in his pocket. And lastly, Kepa's just a young boy with just too much money. And when he's playing for Atletico Bilbao in a year's time, he'll know about it. Bang, bang. Shots fired, Stefan. <laughs> Kepa, that's why you are our coach killer of the week. But now let's move on to the A-League review. Stefan, so our first game uh, that we're reviewing is the Melbourne Derby, the big game. Yes, what a game. Finished 1-1. But um, Melbourne City dominated, you know, the Derby with Melbourne victory, but the woodwork and the goalkeeping error cost them the three points, really. Yeah. Um, Melbourne victory didn't have 11 men the whole match as well. Yeah, that's right. But, you know, uh, Galekovic's second half howler gifted the victory uh, a goal, which ended up in the 1-1 draw. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, City dominated Saturday's game, but were forced to settle for a point after their goalkeeper's 50-minute error. Uh, you know, and Costa Barbarossa's put it in, mate, put it in for the victory to score. <laughs> uh, you know, it was one of the worst performances by the victory. Um, but then again, they had 10 men, so I can't... Stop making excuses. I can't, like, say anything wrong. Like, Shocking. City should have smashed them. Um, but Stefan, you know, tell me, a victory slipping, you know? Or they, they are. They're going to pick they it are. back up. You know what? I don't care. Ten men or eleven, they didn't even attack the goal. Victory. It's hard. It doesn't matter. Come no, on. I the don't whole care. Match being down. It's the derby. You want to win the derby? Win it. This isn't no game against bloody Wellington Phoenix or the Jets where you can settle for a draw. City aren't going to push over. They're yes, rubbish, they are. They're absolute pushovers. What? Because they've got. They're Jamie not Adelaide United, right? They're trained by the bloody shoemaker Warren Joyce. <laughs> all right. No coaching credentials. The one-eyed freak. All right. <laughs> <one-eyed> Pretty much. <laughs> Listen. No, no questions about it. Melbourne Victory need to rethink what they're doing if they want to win the A-League. Melbourne Victory will pull up their socks and smash Newcastle Jets in Geelong tonight. Well, we hope. Anyway, let's move on. You know, let's talk about the Wanderers up against Perth Glory last Sunday. Yes, yes. You know, Perth was stung by a last gasp Tariq Alrich equaliser. And the A-League leaders played out a 1-1 draw with the shitty old Wanderers. It's lucky. The points gap didn't extend. So Victor's still got a chance to come first. Well, they ended Perth's run of four consecutive games, which looked like it was going to become five. You know, Alrich slotted a beautiful 90th, 95th, I can't even say it, 95th minute strike past Liam Reddy. You know, it's been an awesome three weeks for the Wanderers. Are they on the up, Nick? Mate, Marcus Babble's no longer... um, you know, crying on the sidelines. He's no longer getting the frustrated. tomato ready to I wonder, burst. I wonder what it is, what it's changed for him. They've signed Mitchell Duke. Right? <laughs> Mitchell Duke, he's an up-and-coming Australian Sounds prodigy. Sounds like a race car driver, mate. That's <laughs> no soccer I can't, player. I can't see, I can't see um, you know, what's what's the cause for this turnaround. They've pretty much got the same players that they've always had. They've so you reckon, lost you reckon the Brisbane. Tomatina has changed it? I Tomatina so. being Babble because he's red and always wants to explode. <laughs> 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 I, think, I think they're on the up-and-up. They're not going to finish in the final spot, but, you know, it's good signs for next season for the Wanderers. Agreed. And what about last night's game? Oh, it was so good, mate. I love it. I love. Don't you just love when Adelaide lose? No. Why? Because... I prefer uh, Adelaide to win no. over Sydney. Stuff Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> We're just dirty because we didn't get Kenny's low on an interview, but that's why. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, what's his name? Trombotta or whatever. Yeah, the media manager. No good, anyway, mate. Anyway, <laughs> um, so they lost 2-0 last night. Yes, uh, they did. You know, and the scoreline is deceiving. Adelaide were right in the game. Yes. In the dying minutes, but it's just good to see Sydney win, mate. Adelaide dominated the second half and created a heap of opportunities, but failed to take advantage, lacking the quality and the final touch, which is, you know, their MO, really. Um, (laughs) Sydney now moved within five points of the top, you know. Uh, Do you think they're a contender, Stefan? They're always going to be a contender, but no. Sydney FC, their best days have passed them. Alex Brofsky isn't going to win you the A-League. <laughs> Sam Deong's not going to win you the A-League. Adam LaFonge might win you the A-League. And what's his name? Uh, Reza. Mate, there's no point playing for a team like Sydney. The only team you want to play for in the Hyundai A-League, I'm going to call it the okay. Hyundai, right, is Melbourne Victory. 
That's the right. biggest and most richest team in the A League. Why the hell would you want to play for Sydney? I don't know. That's not the point. The point is they beat Adelaide, which is great. So that's great. You know, woohoo! <laughs> go the Blues. Go the Blues. Well done. You're <laughs> going to finish third and do nothing. But finally, <laughs> finally, we yes. have a transfer news exclusive, Nick. And I know you're going to like this one. A League newbies, Western United, are stepping up their recruitment drive with Central West Coast. Group. West Melbourne Group. Yeah, we're calling it Western United right, because that's their name. Already given away, but anyway, cut a long story short. They're... <laughs> They are targeting Connor Payne from Central Coast and the one and only Daniel Georgievsky from the Newcastle Jets. They're both out of contract. What? Do you think... Oh, my God. I know. Do you think that this is an awesome move? Because I do. Mate, if Georgievsky goes there, they're going to be the best team. They're going to do well. Yeah. He's experienced. Having him Champions and Josh League experience, Rizzo. toughness. He's a captain. He's a leader. It's what they need. Well, Stephen Taylor was supposed to go there, but he ended up signing a contract extension, yeah. um, which is great. For him, not really, but, but anyway, I think Georgievsky's a a better better signing for them. Yeah, I and agree. Connor Payne too. Georgievsky's you know, played the... in Melbourne. He knows the ambience here for That's football, it. how it's like. He knows how to play a Melbourne derby. It's only positives. I think they're great. You know, both Payne and Georgievsky going to Western Melbourne, it's unbelievable. Oh, it's good things to say. I'd like to see who else they sign besides Cornet. Um, as we've always said. But let's see, let's see what happens. I'm excited. You know, third Melbourne team. You know. Come on, Melbourne, really. But, Stefan, let's move on, right? Yes. During the week, we got to sit down with a, you know, EPL player, championship winning player. A guy who knocked Steven Gerrard on his butt. Yeah, who <laughs> who's tackled him and it was the best day of my life. <laughs> uh, um, yes, we got to sit down with Central Coast Mariner, Jam Carachan, and this is how it went. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest today. He is former EPL and Turkish Super League and current Central Coast Mariner, Jem Karajan. Welcome, Jim. Uh, how are you, mate? We're glad to have you on. Uh, yeah, I'm all good, thank you very much, um, and thanks for having me on the show. No problem, mate. It's a pleasure to have you on as a special guest. So, Jim, let's let's kick off the interview and ask you how's Australia uh, how's Australia treating you? You know, um, how's your time been at the Mariners so far? Yeah, I've been, um, I think it's three weeks I've been here now. Um, you know, and it's been a particular while to, yeah. to settle in with you know the change in obviously conditions in the weather and all things like that but um, no I've, I've really enjoyed it since I've been here yeah. everyone's made me feel welcome um, and yeah unfortunately the results in the last couple of games haven't, haven't been great but um, you know hopefully we can uh, put things right at the weekend Well before coming to the A-League you played in the EPL for reading yeah. um, can you tell us about your experience gaining promotion to the top flight of uh, English football? Yeah um Obviously, I got promoted with Reading, um, and then, uh, which is a bit crazy because we came out of, of nowhere. I think we won 19 out of 21 games to, to win the league in the end, um, which was un- unreal, um, and no one expected it to happen. And uh, yeah, then we had the season in the Premier League, which um, it was tough. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get the backing that the team was promised, really, when, when we got promoted financially. Um, to help us out really when when we needed it. We didn't spend a lot of money. Um you know, I think the highest amount of money we spent was maybe two and a half million. Um and you know, you, it's just gonna be difficult when you when you're not spending money to, to stay in the best league in the world. Um but yeah it was um it was an amazing experience. It's a different quality of, of players, right? Yeah you, know, you need that backing. It's ridiculous, yeah. Physically they're just different species. <laughs> um just quicker, stronger, <laughs> yeah. technically you know, better. Um, so it's tough. Um, but the experience of, you know, playing at Old Trafford, Emirates, Stamford Bridge, you know, the best, the best day yeah. in, in the country yeah. and, you know, arguably the world and it's something that I'll always have. So, no, it was an amazing experience. Unfortunately, it didn't last as long as I would have. Yeah, that would be awesome, like, <laughs> I can't even imagine what that would feel like, you know, running out at yeah, you know awesome. at Old Trafford or Stanford Bridge or something like that. Amazing. Yeah, well, but you, you started with Reading in in your youth career, right? So you eventually signed for Galatasaray. But we've heard that um, you know you could have signed for Galatasaray in their youth academy, but you chose Reading instead. I was just wondering how you came to that decision. Um, yeah, yeah. So when I was fourteen, I went over. Um, to, to Turkey with my, my dad um, and I went to Galatasaray and I, I got offered a, a four-year deal when I was uh, I was 14 at the time um, but 
it was just, um, it was too soon. You know, when I was there, I, I still was you know, a little mummy's boy. Um, I was just, I was just a bit out of my bed for it. I, I needed my family with me. Um, and obviously they couldn't come, so we just decided against it at the time. And, and then Reading came in with, you know, a good offer as well. So, you know, I went for Reading, and unfortunately enough, it, it played out better than I could have ever imagined, really. Um, you know, it's an amazing club, and, and people still at the club that, you know, are, are close friends of myself, and, and uh, you know, I love them and my time there. No, that's, that's great. It shows, like, you know, even back then you had a level head, and to be able to make that kind of decision, like, yeah, a lot of, you know, the young Australian players, you know, once they get a call up from Europe or something, they're off, yeah. you know, and they don't succeed, and then they end up coming back, and they don't have the career that they probably should have. Yeah, so it's, you um, know, it's good, it's good to hear that, you know, you were level-headed at the time. Yeah, it was probably more my mum as well missing me. <laughs> 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 um, no, it was, uh, no it, was, it was just one of those things, you know, at the time, you know, it wasn't right. I was still young. Um, I needed my friends and my family around me more than than, than ever. So it was, um, it was a nice thing to do. Yeah. Scoring um, on debut in the League Cup must have been a wonderful feeling. Can you tell us about that? Uh, yeah, so it was Luton Town, if I remember. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was unbelievable, really, more than just, you know, the, the baby and the goal, the fact that, uh, you know, I made my baby with, like, three or four very close friends of mine who, who came through the youth team uh, with. Um, so, we, so we all got to experience that day together. Um, a couple of us, I think, Gilfie Sigurdsson scored in that game as well. I think that was his baby. Uh, so there was a couple of us who, who kind of, uh, you know, made our debuts together, which is obviously an amazing experience. And we, you know, I put in the hard graft in the youth teams to, to make it that, to that level. So that was an, it was an amazing experience. Um, yeah, another one that I'll always have in need to go on the debut. So who would you say has had the most influence on your career? And, you know, have you actually modelled your game on any particular player, like anyone that you idolised growing up? Um, you know, when when I was growing up, I kind of just watched it. I watched a lot of football. Um, you know, my brother was a big, uh, big Blackburn Rovers fan, um, so I always used to watch the Blackburn game with him. And at the time, it was obviously two guy who was obviously Turkish as well when he played for for Galatasaray. So, you know, I, I loved watching him play. Um, so he was he was unbelievable player in the Premier League, and I think even Alex Ferguson come out and said, you know, if he was. 25, 10 years younger than he'd been at that kind of level he would sign him up at Old Trafford so he was a big he was a big um, a big player that I, I grew, grew up watching and obviously then with Stephen Gerrard Rampart so yeah and then you got to eventually play against them as well like you know that would have been great like, <laughs> yeah you know what I mean <laughs> yeah I got uh, I got Frankie Lampard shirt and uh, oh wow still got some scars I think from Stevie G so um, <laughs> yeah it was uh, it was uh, it was nice to play them guys. I remember I just you know once we started speaking to you about doing this interview and I just remembered like um, <laughs> you know, back in back then when you when you played against Liverpool I just remember that one tackle on Stevie G <laughs> that you put in on him mate and you left him you left him down for a bit. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember the gaffer said because uh, that was the second leg after the first leg he went look you had a good game the first one. Don't be a light touch in the second one. You got to put one on in early doors, and I think yeah. you definitely did. Definitely did. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think the gaffer weren't too happy after that, so I had to yeah. play the rest of the game with the yellow card. But no, it was good. That's awesome. That's what yeah. we want to see: hard footballers, mate. Um, what would you say <laughs> yeah, has yeah. has been your greatest achievement in your career so far? What have you valued, like you yeah. know, as the biggest achievement for yourself? Um, I think. Well, I think a lot of people overlook the fact that just actually making it as a footballer these days. Um, you know, you come you come through the youth youth system and you see your friends and, and a lot of people you play against you have never actually gone to actually make a career out of it. So I think just, you know, being able to, to stay in the game the last, you know, 10, 15 years, which I have done, is, you know, something I would never have imagined as a kid being able to do um, and something that, you know, I've loved every minute of, but, you know, you've got your obvious, you know, playing in the Premier League, scoring in the Premier League, um, you know, playing at Atletico Madrid in the Champions League. That yeah. was 
something that, you know, I, I never thought would happen, but I just remember I was listening to that Champions League music in the line up and I just started laughing because I was thinking this is, this is crazy, right? Yeah, so that was, that's probably it, but I've had so many, it, it, it's, it's, it's tough, but um, yeah, Champions League and, and scoring in the Premier League are, are massive, you know, no one can ever take them to away from me. Yeah, hopefully at some stage you can add an A-League championship to that as well. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is the plan. That is the plan. Hopefully the weekend against Alfie. I'll be up in the good house. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. You are, you are coming up against Alfie, um, you know. Uh, that should be interesting. Do you guys still keep in touch? Yeah, um, he, was, he was huge, really, and me coming out here. I've seen him all the time when he'd make the move. Um, you know, we're close friends, and he was telling me how much I'd enjoy it. Um so yeah, he, he he gave me a lot of advice, you know, coming out of here. So I still speak to him every day. Um, we've been meaning to catch up since I've been out here, but our schedules are, you know, not coincided at the moment. We're trying to get around, around the golfing as we have golfing rivals. So uh, <laughs> we can uh, catch up soon, but it'll be the first time I see him at the weekend since I've been here. So it'll be nice to see. Him. Well, we we're going to ask you. We we're going to ask you, you know, as an international player, we would like to know what was your view of the A-League before you came here. So I'm guessing, you know, you've had people like Alfie give you some insight and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, to be honest, it's a shame really that, you know, the A-League doesn't... It's on BT Sport, which is in England, so I'd watched a lot of the games um, the last few months um, since I spoke to the Mariners in the summer. So I kept in touch after that with watching the games, but... Before that, as English, um, say Turkey, English players, it doesn't ever really kind of, uh, oh, wow. unfortunately, come into your thought process because your agents want to keep you in England as much as possible. Um, it's obviously on the other side of the world, so it's, it's kind of something that's not really spoke about much. And I think that's shown with, you know, there's not really a lot of, you know, players that come over really. Yeah, um, that's right. From, from England and, and that. So... It's a shame because my experience here, I've absolutely loved it. And, and speaking to a few of my friends who are back home now and, and they're seeing my pictures and, and constantly speaking to them, I think it's something that they are now opening their eyes to maybe a little bit more. Um, you so know, you can see some room just, like room to grow and stuff, right? Like for it to improve there, yeah? They're doing something right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it's, it's a good league, you know. It's... it's uh, it's got some good players over at the moment, some good Australian players who've obviously come over to, to England and have done really well. So it's just, um, I think it's definitely improving, the quality's getting better. So it's just, uh, hopefully there'll be you know more more of a spotlight on it. Hopefully Sydney do well in the Asian Champions League, that'll get a little bit more. But, you know, it's just, it's obviously on the other side of the world. So it, it, unfortunately, it just it doesn't get as much you know, limelight over there, but with BT showing the games and, and obviously Fox, it is starting to, you know, to... to... Yeah, that's good. Well, we're, we're a very young league, like, um, I think 14 years or 15 years now. So, yeah. yeah exactly, um, yeah. Hopefully, yeah, it can grow. And with players like yourself, you know, coming here, I think... Yeah, you know, and I think the City group as well, they obviously got into Melbourne as well. Yeah, that's they? right. So with Man City doing so well. Um, you know, and, and they've obviously got their links in New York and, and here now, so that's only helping as well because obviously with ha- how much of a big outfit they are, yeah. you know, Melbourne City have popped up a few more times as well. Yeah, that's definitely true. I think it's they've got because we've got the salary cap here, they can't go out and just yeah. spend the money like they do in Europe, um, which yeah, is unfortunate. Course, I think yeah. they need to get it's rid of that. <laughs> Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's it's just different, isn't it? It's a different way of doing things, but you know, leaps grow, and you know, it, it, it takes time to change, and, and different opinions. That just not having relegation is, is something that I've not experienced before being in the league. And I think if if there was a chance for for another level of it to come in, I think that, that adds to the excitement as well. It's just these little things that you know that I'm sure will, will happen over the long run, and, and hopefully that. The Australian, I think, can, can look into to help the league. Yeah, well, Jim. Yes. Who is the hardest opponent you've had to face? Um, I'd probably say it was in that game when I played um, Athletico Madrid, and it was Griezmann. Um, before the game, the, the manager told me to, uh, you know, stay tight to him. 
which I was laughing about anyway, because, you know, the Samsung Grease is one of the best players in the world, so we've got a <laughs> And I think we ended up scoring two that night. One was from a corner, and the other wasn't marking, but he, he was unbelievable. He was his touch, you know, he was just... It's hard sometimes when you watch players, you don't realise how good they are. And I think he was probably one of them until I kind of stepped on the pitch. It was just like, wow, he's, he's unbelievable. And, and he, he was up there, but Frankie Lampard as well. We just He just knew every time where the ball was going to land, you know, second balls, you know, where it could be. He just was at, was a step ahead. And, you know, these players are just that next level, something he always aspired to be. But sometimes you have to be realistic <laughs> and just accept that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're, they're a couple of them. Well, mate, I think having a career at Reading's a fantastic achievement, so I wouldn't be no, disheartened no, with that. No, no. So I think you've done very well, no, mate. Okay. But, you know, now you're at the Mariners, and, you know, as you said before, they're not in the, probably the best position they could be. What What is the goal as a Mariners team for, for the end of this season? Like, where do you guys, what do you guys aspire? Like, what's the goal? Um, well, obviously, coming in... Um, you know, I obviously knew the situation when I was coming over. Um, I see it, I saw it as a challenge, you know. You want to come in, you want to try and help the team, you know, improve. And the only way is up. Um, unfortunately, you know, we've, we've not we've not been great recent, recently. Um, you know, the facts are there that the team hasn't, hasn't been good enough. Um, we've had leads in games or, and given it away cheaply. Um it is a young team. Um, I didn't realise kind of how young the team was. It is a quality team too. Like there's some, there's a lot of quality players at the Mariners. Um, they is. should be doing a lot better. I agree. Um, you know, coming in and my first taste of it was obviously Melbourne victory. And I think the first thing I said after it was, um, you know, when, when you're in England, I was obviously at Reading and, and you're playing your Man City and your Chelsea. You can, you can see a big, you know, there is obviously an obvious uh gap in talent you know you accept it you, you kind of you, you win your games through, through hard work and, and, and obviously you know nicking a goal on the counter things like that and after the Melbourne game I sat down with the lads and I said but there wasn't that gap for me you know being on the pitch and from my experience there wasn't a big gap I agree to say I agree. you know they're top and we're bottom but there wasn't that and and you take you know you, you take the positives out of that but we did lose but you look around the changing room and there, there is quality young lads and, and they'll only learn from the experiences they've gone through the season. And that's just something that, you know, you, over time you, you learn from. The team needs to be stronger when we're ahead and, and they're the little things that we need to improve on and work every day with the gaffer and the coaching staff. So it's, it's, it's frustrating because, like I say, you, I don't think you look at a lot of the games, not just the last couple, but from since I've been watching it since the start of the season, you know, it's been the odd goal or when there's been a goal or two goals ahead. So they shouldn't be where they are. We shouldn't be where we are in the league. You know, I think that's obvious, but we are. So we need to we need to try and sort that out as soon as we can. That's a really good way to look at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jim, I just want to ask you, look, you're going to be pretty sought after at the end of the season. You know, that I can assure you. Yeah. Do you think you will stay on beyond the end of this season? Um... Because you have offers coming from you from every different Maybe club. even the new Melbourne team that's yeah. co- uh, coming into the... I think you'll be highly sought after due to your, you know, exploits in England. Yeah. Um, um, and obviously your experience. So I think, you know... Well, I, I mean, think, I, I don't want to put any rumour to you, but I'll let you answer. No. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the reason I came to Central Coast was uh, I, I knew Nick Montgomery well. I played against Nick a few times. Uh Oh, yeah. You know, um, when we were at Reading and he was at, at Sheffield United, um, he always spoke well about the place and, you know, he said it'd be perfect as, you know, coming over and, and experiencing Australia for the first time, myself and my wife, it, he said it'd be perfect. I mean, so far it has been, um, you know, the where we are and, and, and the day-to-day things are, are amazing. There's a lovely stadium, you know, the club have got, you know, a training ground with new pitches coming in, so the things are on the up at the club and, you know, it'd be wrong for me to go. Um, of course, you know, I, there has been, you know, already a couple of conversations from other clubs, but at the moment, I'm, I am focusing on Central Coast. I don't want to be someone who finishes a team at the bottom of the league. I, I want to help the team push up and, and finish on a high. Um, so I think I just have to, have to take things as they, as they come, you know. Um, it is only a short contract to the end of the season, and, and that's what we wanted, myself and my wife. We wanted to 
come over and, and you never know you, you don't know if, if, you, if it is going to be right for us um, but we do enjoy it here um, we've already said to each other that you know we, we could easily see ourselves being here for, for another couple of years so it's on the club uh, as well you know it's, it's obviously on the clubs to, to come to me and, and, and uh, you know I want to be wanted and you know I want to fit into a team well and, and play a good way of football so there's a lot of things that come into it but you know at the moment so yeah. is is that a little bit of an exclusive for us that you will, you will be staying on uh, in the A League yeah, yeah. in some capacity? No, we, we've lost every minute of it so far. Um, apart from you know the the results haven't been great, but you know the training I've really enjoyed it. You know I I, I love the the warm weather. Um, you know waking up and into sun and not rain has been nice. So. Uh, we'll see what happens, but you know the first thing is for us to be in the The Central weekend. Coast has beautiful weather. It's true. Yeah, it is. It's an amazing place in the country. Um, so, what are your ambitions as a league player? So, when it's all said and done, and you've you know you've played in Australia, and then you've moved on to your next, um, you know, yes. um, thing. What do you want to get out of the um, A League? I want to be a winner. I want to win the A League first of all. You know, I've I've. Uh, I've won a couple of things in, in my career and I want to win more. Um, so I want to be at the higher end of the league um, and I want to experience the Asian Champions League. Um, speaking to Alfie and, and seeing the places he's going to be going and, and the team he's going to be playing, they're teams that you wouldn't ever come across being in England. So, you know, I want to be playing, you know, your top Chinese teams and, and your Japanese teams. I want to, I want to experience that. So, um that's definitely something that I'll be doing in the next couple of seasons, you know, getting to the top end of the league and, and winning things. And, and yeah, that's that's definitely my main aim. Awesome. Um, you know, that's, you know, it's good good that you have that, you know, belief in that, um, you know, that drive to, to want that, you know what I mean? Yeah, so of course. I can only see good things for the Mariners. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, indeed. Fingers crossed indeed. Start, um, take a take a sharp turn. We, we can start chasing the teams down in front of us. We've got a lot of games left. I say a lot, I suppose there's not as many in, the, in this league, but yeah. I think we've got 10 games to try and change it around, so we'll be giving everything we can to, to push on up. Hey, that's, a th- that's 30 points there waiting. Exactly. So 30 points waiting, Jim. Yeah, for us, we just need to start taking <laughs> some, but yeah, the only way's up, so uh, yeah, that's, that's the plan. Right. Well, look, Jim, we thank you for your time uh, today. It was a pleasure having you on and telling us and all our listeners your story and your journey through your football career. I mean, Nick and I thoroughly enjoyed this interview. And, yeah. you know, we are awesome insight. It was an absolute fantastic insight, you know. And just on a final note, give the youngsters out there some words of motivation. What does it take to reach the highs you have reached? Um, uh, <laughs> well, growing up, I wasn't. I wasn't ever the most technically best or the one that everyone would look at being, you know, he's going to be the, the superstar or the one that's going to play in the top leagues or whatever. But, you know, I, I would work 10 times harder than the lads that people did think of. Um, I gave 110% every day. Um, I was first on the training pitch last off. And, uh, you know, that's that's massive to just give everything you've got each and every day because you, you just don't know where, where it's going to take you and who's going to see you. So, that's probably the best advice I can give, really. Never give up and just give it your all. It's pretty simple, really. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, as Stefan said, thank you so much again. Um, you know, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we wish you all the best with your time at the Mariners. Hopefully we can speak to you again um, towards the end of the season and uh, things have taken a turn and, um, you know, you guys are in the finals yeah. position. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. And no, I appreciate having me on. And, uh, yeah, I'll speak to you guys soon. What a great and insightful interview that was. You know, I I purely loved when he admitted that he cleaned up Gerard and the gaffer told him to. (laughs) so good. You never get that type of insight. It's a good insight, you know, from a a player that's experienced a lot more than... He's won the championship as well. Yes, that's right. You know, winning that is pretty accomplished over in England. So it was good to have him on. Thank you, Jim Carachan. You're a legend, a humble person, and, you know, we'd love to have you on again. But let's move on to Game of the Week. The game of the week. I'll just palm this off to you, all right? Yes, the Northwest Derby, really. Oh. Manchester United versus Liverpool. You know, we were saying it could, you know, decide the title race. It was literally um, uh, Liverpool's game in hand, yes, which it they was. don't have anymore now. Yes, that's right. Um, and it finished nil-nil. Yeah. Uh, Stefan, what did you make of the game? I think that it was one of the most shocking Liverpool 
northwest bloody derbies ever seen. To yes. be honest, we've seen way better quality games than that. The fact I can't believe what was it was it the first half the curse of the injuries or something, mate. It was it was stop really, start stop start. It was very stop start. You know, it wasn't as exciting as the build up promised it to be. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, Let the injury down. crisis of the first half really overshadowed the game. You know, I mean, when when was the last time you saw a team use three subs in one half? Yeah, of I know, mate, I haven't seen that for quite a while. Plus, you know, Roberto Firmino getting injured made four players injured in one half of football. I know. Really, United seemed done for, but uh, I think Liverpool showed they're, they're not contenders, they're really pretenders and oh, couldn't get the job done. Come on. Relax, mate. Take it easy now. Take it easy. Seriously, don't you think United should have been smashed by Liverpool? I like, actually, look. They were missing five of their starting 11 after the 40th minute, all right? Yeah. I have a big opinion to say, right? I'm going to go ahead and say it. For me, Liverpool did not have to win that game. They didn't. They didn't. But you were saying they're still in control, mate. That what do you mean? They're that game in hand in is gone. Now. It's one point that'll make the difference in the end. It could make the difference. You know, it's did a you handy wanna, point. Did but you want to go celebrating? Risk, is did you ridiculous. Wanna, uh, look, I wouldn't celebrate. Don't get me wrong. You yeah. cannot celebrate a nil-nil draw to United at Old Trafford just because you're in front of a point, but. Once again, they still have the advantage over City. They're a point in front. And at the end, the winner gets crowned because of the maximum of points they have. So I'm not sure if uh, City's going to run them down, but I think they're going to hold on, mate. I think they show. They're going to hold on. Mate, if they couldn't beat a United team using all their subs in the first half, right? So they had no more changes to make. But hang on, you had a few you know good I mean? players playing. No, you of, can't course, say, of course we had good you players You can't playing. say that you, you but, know, because you used all your subs, that was just a game pattern. Firmino came off for them. But it's Firmino. They still had Salah. Where was Salah? Where was Mane? He's gone missing. He's out of form. It happens. He's out of you know, form. These players, you know, th- this is the games they should be winning if they're going to win the title. That's right. This right? could have actually cemented the, their title hopes if and, they beat you. You and know, so. the thing, we, we put up the post, you know, during the week, and we had a comment from Mr. Chris Balutsis saying that Liverpool dominated. <laughs> how, I how, don't think they dominated. How, how can that be? How can they dominate? They had one shot on target the whole match. Yeah, right? that isn't domination. United put, put it in the net. Luckily, it was offside, or else Matip would have, you know, yeah. popped it. <laughs> and, mate, Chris Smalling, Mr. Mr. Absolute Sitter. We could have won the game, and United should have won the game. Well, look, I, I don't know about that. The result, to me, is deserved. They both... Oh, uh, it's a great result for United, mate, with the with the injuries and the things like that. You know, to get the point. It's you know, not it's really good. a great result for you guys, though. You're not in the top four at the moment. Well, you know, that's, now that's gotta, the negative. That's the negative. It's not a good result for United. Arsenal did leapfrog us. It, benefit, it benefits uh, Liverpool. My thoughts on this whole matter is that United have come out of the blocks and done really well with improving, you know, their match play and winning the games, getting the job done. But... I still think Liverpool's going to lift this EPL title just for, for purely the fact they've got one point. That one point could but, be the difference. But these delusional supporters who say oh, Liverpool dominated and then you yeah, back I it up with no, the stats no. and then they go, oh, they but we dominate. beat Chelsea, we beat Arsenal, we beat Tottenham. So did United. So what? It's got nothing to do with the actual derby that played, you know. I, I think they... I think they're not just, the team that everyone thinks they are. And that's right, but I think you're a bit miffed because you're in fifth place and they're in first place well, as well. Look, United's got their chance to get back in the top four, but we'll talk about that a bit later. Um, you know, On the whole matter, I think the game was poor. The match play was poor. It wasn't really as entertaining as the previous derbies we've seen, but from a title perspective... Liverpool did get the job done, in my opinion. Well, Liverpool but had, they did had not, the majority of possession. Nowhere near did they dominate. There's no, no, way, no way they dominate. I United dominated. They dominated. United dominated. Yes, them. if Simply... anything, you did. But they held up really well. Okay, and I think the game plan, <laughs> the game plan would have changed when Firmino came off. So you know they probably said, "Let's collect the point because this United team's on a roll. If they beat us, we're Mate, really if screwed." If they play like they did against us against Bayern in the Champions League, see you later, Champions League. <laughs> Well, but, you are. See you later. But anyway, <laughs> you both are. Anyway, anyway, let's move on to around the leagues. Yes, around the leagues. Yes, unbelievable. Our, our new favourite time. <laughs> Up there with fan talk. And no, fan talk's still favourite. <laughs> All right, let's kick it off with Arsenal's current form, Stefan. <laughs> You know, they've been great in their past three matches, EPL matches, and, you know, they turned around the Europa League tie against Bate Barisov as well. You know, 
can they keep it up? Are they title contenders, Stefan? Are no, they going to make your dreams no. come true? I really had a big dream at the start Mate, of the season. you picked them to win. Yeah. Come on. I know. Can I'm they bit, do it? People are probably listening and saying, this guy's not all there. But anyway. Arsenal it's only 20-something put. No. <laughs> they let me down. They let me down and they keep letting me down. I'm not convinced on this new form they're showing. You know, they've got a few hard games coming up hey, which we're about to talk it's, about. It's 13 points, being being honest. Can they do it? Can no, they do it? are you serious? No way. <laughs> sorry, man. Get out. Trying to, trying to, trying Get, out. <laughs> Get out of here. Anyway, sorry to cut you off. Keep going. I don't think they're anything special, mate. No? This form's just a current... It's like the northeasterly wind. When the south five in... Hang on, on mate. I'm talking. Wait. During, in the I'm talking. Okay. When the okay. northeast, It's the northeasterly wind in London at the moment. When the southeasterly wind springs past the Emirates, they'll be getting pumped 4-1 Is that when Burnley. West Ham comes in? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, well, as we said before, they're now in the top four, though. Right? Yes, they that's They leapfrogged right. United because of the draw yeah. against that shamble Liverpool team. Yeah. Liver full. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Sorry, take I it easy. Just wanted to exclamate that. Yep. Um, <laughs> but you know, now they need to play United at home, right? So they, that's going to happen within the next week. You know, do you think that decides the top four? Um, you know, United actually love going to the Emirates and pulling the Gunners' pants down. <laughs> yes, I know they do. So I think uh, United. It's Jesse Lingard's home ground. <laughs> pretty much, it is actually. It is. <laughs> United. It United will actually smash them. I, I think. I think, think Arsenal are massive pretenders. You know, unfortunately for us, they play Tottenham tonight, so we won't be able to comment uh, on that game as our episodes are released. Uh, after it, yes, and we're but recording it's a cru- it on Saturday. That's right, but it's a crucial game, and if they win this, you know, it could give them all the belief they need. I don't think they're going to win. I think Tottenham will Mate, tear them apart. United could be in the top four by tomorrow morning. I think so. Sunday morning. So let's I see. think so. Let's hope, you know. But Tottenham, let's talk about them. You know, yes. <laughs> they don't give me much confidence. Uh, none, <laughs> none at all, really. You know, in their past two, they've lost. Um, they've lost to Burnley and they've lost to a spiraling Chelsea. Right. Yeah. Um, Kane's been back for those games, um, but they were doing better without him, Stefan. What do you make of that? Yeah, I know. Lucas Moura and Key were winning games for him, and now they're looking for him a bit too much, Harry Kane. I don't know. You know, I'm a bit sceptical on Tottenham. They show up in the big games, and then against the teams they should have beaten when they're in form, they just crumble all the time. So they play the Gunners at home, and, you know, I think they need to turn this around. I think they will. So you think no confidence. Yeah. I think they will. I don't see Tottenham losing three on the trot. Uh, I'm going with the draw, but I'll more lean towards oh, fence, Tottenham. Fence sitter. I'll more lean towards okay, Tottenham. I like that. that All right. Yeah. You're making a choice. Good yeah. job. <laughs> um, anyway, let's talk about Chelsea and their issues. <laughs> uh, let's start. During the week, they received a two-window transfer ban. So the, so the next two windows, they can't make any transfers. Yeah. They've actually appealed it, right? So it's in the appeals court. Yeah. Um, so until that gets resolved, they can still do transfers before come uh, middle of the year yeah. uh, before the next season. Hopefully yeah. it gets sorted before that so they get screwed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, what happens if it sticks? What does that mean for Chelsea and for Sarri? Well, and for Sarri, job? it means he's staying there for the next two windows, I'm afraid, because no manager's going to go there and take hold of a team that can't sign anyone, right? So I think it's good for Sarri. Yeah. Uh, if anything, it's bad for the club because they're not going to do anything with the batch of players they've got. And, look, if it does stick... Gonzalo Green's there till the end of the season on loan only. They yeah. can't sign him. And then they? after that, if he exits and goes back to the pizza delivery shop no, in but, Milan, no. But listen, look, <laughs> if they if they can't sign him, if they get the transfer ban, they can't sign him. So he ha- he's going to be gone. Yeah, he's going to go. He's going to go right. back. And who's going to be up front? Giroud. <laughs> Giroud. <laughs> Mate, they're, they're not they have like fifty seven thousand players out on loan anyway. I'm sure they can find the look, way to build the team. Bottom line with Chelsea, right? There is a problem at the top of the tree. There is. There's a major problem. The stadium's run down. Stafford Bridge is full of rust. Yep. Right? They use it's their a... loan players to generate income, not for development. Thing. But right? this is what I'm saying. The game's changed. You need to develop your young players. Exactly. If anything's shown, if any of the successful teams in the last two, two or three years yeah. have shown you, it's because of young players. Look at Tottenham. Look at United. Look at even Liverpool. Right? Yeah, that's right. They give their young players a chance. PSG. Like, look, Trent Alexander-Arnold, I'd hate to admit it, like Rashford has him for breakfast, but oh, you know, yeah. but he's 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 up and coming, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's up and coming goalkeeper. Who's the last? <laughs> if you know what I'm referring <laughs> That's to. One. That's a good one. But who's Chelsea really, you know, brought yeah, up from they, their academy? Who are they fooling, mate? You know, they've got they players you, you know, who don't want to come off when the manager tells them to come off. Yeah, they, it's not, they're, just, they're not a team. They're not a team. They're just they're in really there. I, I think, I feel like the culture at Chelsea has gone to crap, really. Yeah, Absolute shit. Definitely. Um, you know, all the stuff that happened with the coach killer 
and how they've handled that, you know, saying it's a misunderstanding, then finding him, dropping him. It's it's wish, very wish-washy. I don't understand what's going on. Yes. And, you know, I don't see them making top four. And just quickly, before we finish on Chelsea, yes. I saw a meme during the week of Pochettino, yes. right, and he had an air bubble coming out like a speech yeah. bubble, and it said, uh, don't worry, Chelsea, we uh, we did the transfer ban voluntarily. <laughs> you oh know, referring, referring to, to the they haven't signed anyone. They haven't signed anyone in a whole year. That's actually so <laughs> true, and it's a shame for anyone else that's below them in the table, pretty much. You should be ashamed, all of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on to some managerial changes that have no! happened in the Premier League. On Friday morning, Mr. Diddly Ding, Diddly Dong oh. uh, got sacked from Fulham, Mr. Um. Claudio Ranieri, and also Claude, uh, Claude Puyol <laughs> was replaced by the man himself who let it slip, Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> what an absolute hack. He's come back, he's come back to curse Liverpool. Oh That's when he's come back. Why would you leave Celtic <laughs> to go to uh, Leicester? Who are struggling. Well, obviously he thinks he's got something to offer. Personally, he's always been a hack in my book. You know, yeah. he'll always remain a hack. I don't care uh, if Liverpool fans... They love him. They wrote a book oh, yeah. about coming second. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just backwards. That's the club's culture for you. But anyway, I think Ranieri's got more credentials. Ranieri's better than Rogers. But in saying that, I'm sad for Claudio, mate. Yeah, yeah he I think did he not deserved to go out like that. You know, I think he could have done something, but he had absolute fools playing for him, like Zamora. Mate, we thought... Know, we thought Fulham are going to be right up there this season. I know. We know? got absolutely bluffed. And it was Watford that actually took that instead. Yes. But, you know, anyway, let's move on to Bayern Munich and in the Bundesliga. Some more player-coach turmoil yes. um, has happened with, between Nico Kovac and Rafinha. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, after Bayern's 1-0 home win against Hertha Berlin last Saturday, Rafinha came out and said, I do my work and train well, but the coach doesn't count on me which caused Kovac to publicly respond by saying nobody can stand over the club and be so critical about the coach. Absolutely correct, mate. And, you know, then he continued to say that Rafinha um, instantly apologised to the playing group and the <laughs> the players. You know, why is he airing their dirty laundry out in the public? Like, you know, that should be kept in-house. You're 33 years old, Rafinha! <laughs> You're 33. You're not, you can't say he's young and naive. No. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, I would be fuming if I was Kovac as well. Listen, Rafinha's got nothing to offer. He's, he's going to be a free agent, I'm pretty sure. So if you're like, if you're like Cagliari in Italy, you'd look at signing him because that's the quality anyway, we'll he talk is. about Cagliari in Italy <laughs> soon. No, I'm serious. He's, he's rubbish. He's, abs- he's an absolute fool. He's won the I Champions can't League. It. He's won trophies and he's come out, acted like an absolute 18-year-old boy. I don't boy. know. Do you think saying that in about your coach in, in the... In the papers will get you picked. Yeah, what he's the just hell? Up, he's, just, but her, he's not being picked, right? He's only lack played of, once this, lack this of, year. Lack of, I think. Beep professionalism. Yeah. Um, he right? was very close to being the coach killer, but Kepa, mate, you've taken <laughs> it to a new life, buddy. <laughs> he took it off him. <laughs> he took it uh, off him. I can't believe that still. Uh, anyway, some more news. Um, let's talk about the Serie A. Yes, come over to my quarters. Mauro <laughs> Icardi, my boy. Yeah. Come on, United, sign him. They you know, won't. Bring, bring him to Old Trafford. Can't we, afford him. <laughs> can't afford him. They'll All ask right. for 150 mil. That's all right. We're planning to spend five hundred million on Neymar. Apparently. To finish fifth, anyway. But anyway, let's go um, again. Let's see what happens. <laughs> uh, you know, he was left out of the side against Calgary. Yeah, last night or this morning, I should say. Yeah, they lost two one. Yeah, right. Just, Own goal oh, mate, from Perisic. Uh, but Latoura Martinez got a, another goal, which is good for that youngster. Yeah. But mate, why? Like, look, they've gone to crap. They they can miss out on the top four now. Roma, if Roma beats Lazio, yeah, we're tomorrow in tomorrow morning. They're in. Unbelievable. Can't wait. AC Milan win as well. They dropped down to fifth. Yeah, and that's what they deserve. You know, I've said it all season long. They've been the bluff of the year into Milan, and now the cracks are starting to show. Yeah, and, you know, Icardi went to social media, you know, talking about his feelings and how he's been treated by Inter. Yes, you know, he took to Instagram this week talking about his sacrifices and how senior officials at Inter aren't showing him love and respect. Yes, well, he basically said he, he showed loyalty and leadership through Inter's difficult times and now he's been basically treated like absolute shit. Well, listen to me, mate. I can tell you from watching the games, from watching the Italian league all my life, Mario Cardi's been so loyal to Inter Milan that if they didn't have him in those difficult times, they... I don't even know what they'd be now. They'd still be down. Right? They'd be down yep. in no man's land where they were and where they belong. Because without him, look already without him what's happened. That's right. Look already. They've lost to Cagliari. They're out of the four. It's all <laughs> hell's broken loose at the season of promise into Milan signing Asamoa, Lautaro <laughs> Martinez. Watch out. We're going to make a title contender's season. Anyway, no, go back way, to sixth place. Off. They're right? way off. You when can't that, treat your star players. He's your club captain. You when should... he walks out the door, it's all over there, mate. Yeah. It is all over. It's, it's like Warren. 
Warren Joyce and Bruno Fornaroli. Pretty mate. much. It's all that all over again. So I don't know where they're going to go, mate. No, I don't see anything happening. But McCarty, United will treat you better, mate. Come, come over. Look, come, t- come to the good side, right? Let's let's get him down to Tottenham. We'll ship off Kane <laughs> to Real Madrid, and that's it. I'll we'll ship off Kane to United. Anyway, let's talk about uh, Mr. Gregorio Chilini uh, <laughs> and his comments during the week uh, before the top of the, ca- ta- the top of the table clash between Juventus and Napoli. What top of the table, mate? He said <laughs> it will be a great game. But we still need to think about Atletico every day. Napoli have made us sweat in, in the last few years. He's continued to say a win at the San Paolo would be a definite knockout of the Azzurri, meaning that it would end the title race to the Scudetto. Are these fighting words, Stefan? You know, saying that they're thinking about Champions League and that they will beat Napoli and claim the title once again? What do you make of that? I think he's a fool. He really? must be going stupid in his old age. Straight out, Giorgio, he's slow. He can't <laughs> run. He's not the defender he was. Italy, mate, he's not going to be the centre-back for Italy. That I can guarantee you already. Well, who's going to pass him, mate? What do you mean? They've already passed him, They bring him, back mate. Nesta? Please, yeah, mate. <laughs> there's no, no comparison. Look, he <laughs> okay. was good in his prime. Anyway, besides that, his comments are foolish. Because if Napoli beat him, how much of a fool is he going to look like? Yeah, exactly. And well, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and well, say Well, he's saying this. that the boys are thinking about Champions League. I'm going to go out on a limb okay. and say this. Go. The Juve fans are going to come at us guns blazing after this. Juve is very close to a massive collapse. Ooh, watch and this I space know people. It. They are close big, to big a massive there. collapse, including Ronaldo, including the coach, including Douglas Costa and the centre-backs, all right? There's word around Italy that the end is near for the Juventus dominance, and it's coming, mate. Alex, it's coming. Alex, make sure you get that soundbite because we're going to be playing that back uh, in a couple of weeks when you've when Juventus have claimed the title. No, they will <laughs> claim the title, but I'm telling you, it's coming to an end. All right, we'll see. Well, Ronaldo's back in training. Now he's back from the al- uh, ankle injury, so I don't know, mate. They're a chance. Oh, we'll see what happens. I, I don't think they're going through in the Champions League. So, well, And if anything, I think the Napoli game's going to be a draw, so they're not okay. going to beat them. Interesting. All right. Well, we've been talking about the La Liga title race over the past few weeks, and I've said Real Madrid will push hard for the title. After losing to 15th place Girona, the gap is now nine points, <laughs> and I will say Atletico is the only challenger left. What I've you told you all year, Barcelona's winning the title. Forget Real Madrid. They're dead. They're buried. They're finished. Mate, I can't believe it. What? Like they, they should put all their focus into winning the league. Like don't There's worry no about the Champions point. League. There's no point. They're going to go for the Champions League, and I'm telling you, they'll be there at the end again. Well, Madrid lost in the first of the two El Clasico games that coming yep. up. So one's already been played in the Copa del Rey. Yeah. And Madrid lost in um, one of the two El Clasico games which are coming up in the Copa del Rey, which finished 3-0. Yeah. And I think this shows the gap between Real Madrid and Barcelona. You know, uh, they, play, they play again on Sunday, uh, which we won't be able to comment on that as well because we're recording this on Saturday, Yes, unfortunately. Um, but what do you think? Is it over for Madrid? It's, it was over weeks ago, to be honest. Yeah. I don't see him as a threat anymore. No one's scared of Real Madrid. Are you scared of Real Madrid? I don't think so. So basically, They're not my, the same team. They Barcelona, were. tear them apart. Barcelona's won La Liga. Start celebrating Barca fans because Atletico's nowhere to be seen either. Yes, that's true. Well, on a final bit of news, Nantes in Ligue 1 yeah. uh, have made a claim against Cardiff City for fallen striker Emilio Sala. He made he made a fifteen million transfer uh, to Cardiff, but his plane crashed en route before he even could make an appearance. Yeah, such sad news. But Cardiff had said they will honour their payment, but need to investigate first. What do you make of that? You know, is it too soon? I don't think like it'll ever be the right time to bring something like this up. You know, hopefully it gets settled quickly and really easily. I think it's I mean? an absolute disgrace. Why is that? Because they paid the money, right? No, they haven't paid it yet. Yeah, why should they? It's a, if it's anything, a the money, the money right? should You've go. You've got to look at it from that. Sense. Yeah, that's right. But if anything, the money should go to his family, mate. Because what are they going to achieve by? He didn't put pen to paper, so legally it's not binding. He did. He did signed, he? He, no, put, he signed. So yeah. he signed in none. He signed in. They did the medicals and stuff in. Oh, none. if he signed, then and yes. And then okay. he, he got on the plane, unfortunately, and the plane crashed. Um, I think it's sad that they're fighting over money instead of remembering the player. Well, they're not really fighting, and Cardiff have agreed to pay it. They just want to investigate and see what their options are. There's no they, options. Pay yeah. the money. Pay the money. I agree. Um, and that was our and that was our around the league segment. Now let's move on to fan talk. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. Yes, fan talk time. Let's kick it off, Stefan. My favourite segment. Yes, your favourite segment. (laughs) That's right. It's a short one this week, so we'll keep it short and sweet. Let's go. Question one. All right, this is a big question, so stay tuned. Now, 
Who's He's from Flying Penguin Boy. Your mate. My mate. The Penguin Boy. Good on him. <laughs> he states, do you think VAR is just a tool to benefit big clubs and national teams? Now, he gave an example. Okay. Somehow the situation has arose where Real Madrid could be awarded a penalty and you look at the slow-mo, right, to replay yeah. of the foul. Are refs brave enough to deny the penalty knowing there will be heavy scrutiny over them compared to when it's just La Palmas or Alaves? Great question, Flying Penguin. Good point. Um, More so. And I completely agree with him. Yeah, right? Do you I'm with him. Yeah, I think 100%. referees aren't... He said it all. They're not ready to make those controversial decisions. No, like, they're scared. I think back to when Fergie was at United and if a referee made a blunder... And he flipped That it. referee was will not That's be seen right. for a very long time. Yeah. Ref, like, Fergie used to lay into him, you yeah. know, and... You know, I think that's what they're still scared of, like these big teams like Real Madrid, you know, and types like that. Yeah. And if it happens, they could be gone, and they're scared. Yeah, I mean, I don't see – I think it's shocking by the refs, firstly, that no – because we know how it is, right? Football fans know that no team's given equal footing. Because when Alavis come up against Madrid, even if they've got a penalty, they'll need another penalty shout to get the penalty. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's double the work, which Mate, it shouldn't be. The point of VAR is to get rid of these decisions. and make Get them... rid of the bias and make it all level. It's exactly right. You have VAR. You have video. Yeah. No mistakes. Like the shit that happened in the Champions League. Yeah, uh, that's in right. In the A-League final that's last right. season. That's right. Sorry, the A-League final. That right? was a joke. Sorry, it's coming into the Champions League. That's why. Yes, that's my right. <laughs> but it's coming into the Premier League as well next season, which would be interesting. It's going to cost. It cost well, teams points, titles. It cost Roma going into the final last year. Yeah. I don't care what you say, Liverpool fans. You know it. You saw what happened. <laughs> I'm still burning and over that. Look, at the end of the day, let's keep it simple. It's VAR, video um, assistant referee. You've got replays there. Yeah. How is if you make a mistake? You shouldn't be a referee anymore. That's right. You can't make a mistake. Exactly. Bottom line. No mistakes tolerated. And that's the pressure that they're under. I don't they care. They can't make a that's mistake. The, that's the, the... Linesmen have been told, keep your flag down because we have VAR, so you can't make a mistake. Yeah, that's calls right. or anything like that. And, you know, holding on in the box and all that will be, you know, looked at. That's and right. And that's great. And it should be fair for every team. It should be the same. It doesn't matter if you're a, a big team or a little uh, Adelaide United. That's you know? right. <laughs> that's a slang at them. That's true, Nick. Well said. Well said. Yeah, so a great question there, uh, Penguin. Flying Penguin. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to our last question. Yep. So it was a quick one, as we said. It comes from Mr. Joseph McAway, and he says... J-Mac. Uh, Asian Champions League. Who will be the next A-League team, if any, to lift the trophy? And how many years do you think it will take? I think it'll be Melbourne Victory and it'll be this season. Yes. I. Why not? I mean, they've got the depth. They've got two big world-class players that they can compete against, the likes of Jackson Martinez at Guangzhou, Fellaini. You yeah. know, they've got a tough group. I admit. Canavaro's men. Yes, that's right. Canavaro. God, I loved him as a player. <laughs> but anyway, I think they can do it. I think I Sydney's think good can. as well. They're good. They're, in they're not as, well, as good right. as Melbourne Victory. Well, look, so. I think, yeah, if any team this season, next season, it'll be Victory. Very hard. Yeah. Like, I don't think... Who Perth, else can I compete? Don't, I don't say Perth. Well, look at look at Newcastle Jets. They got pumped 4-1. Yeah, I know. Nah. Right? Nah, in the qualifications. Yeah, nah, no. No chance the Jets. Sorry. As much um, as we love Georgeski, no way Newcastle. They don't I mean, have the facilities. I think, I think Melbourne Victory have the, the complete squad, have the winning mentality. They've won things. They know what it takes. You know, the bring real, it home. I hope. I'd love to see a Champions Look, League final. Look, at the end of the day, Melbourne Victory or Sydney make a final. We're Everyone, there. We're no matter there. who you're supporting, That's the right. you're there and you're supporting the Aussies. Come on, Aussies. Come win the Asian, on, Aussie. Come on. Win the Asian Champions League. But, um, you know, that's been fan talk for this week. Yes. Um, let's move on to and look at some big games coming up before episode 27. Some, Mate. some real big clashes. We get to, we miss a few There's just because we're recording on a Saturday. Um, so the episodes come at an unfortunate time. Yes. But still big games coming and we'll still give you our predictions and we're probably going to be wrong tomorrow, but who cares? <laughs> Let's go. Kick it off, Steph. We've got Sydney versus Melbourne City. Who uh, do you think? A- absolute crunch game. I think uh, Sydney want to catch Perth Glory. Melbourne City want to stay in the finals. <laughs> you know, who wins? Melbourne City. Melbourne City. I say a draw with Sydney. Oh, you're shocking. Shocking. Melbourne City are rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> what about the grand final replay down, down at GMHBA Stadium in Geelong tonight? Yeah, huge clash. Melbourne victory versus Newcastle. Get down there, people. Yeah. What do you reckon? Victory need to get back on winning ways and they need to regain second spot, but, potentially first. But Newcastle need to make the finals. Well, they're the team pushing to make the finals. Same Mate. as, um, uh, well, Adelaide looks like they're going to drop out. Yeah, I, so, I think so as well. But City could drop out as well. And Wellington, it's all uh, there. It's a big, big clashes. I'm, I'm going with Newcastle, mate, to cause you the are? Yeah, no. I can't believe I see, it. I see Honda tearing them apart. 
All right, let's go and fly to Germany mm-hmm. and go watch Bayern Munich versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. Can they catch Ooh, Dortmund? Second Bayern? versus third. Uh, Bayern, three points behind Dortmund. Yeah. I think they need a win if they want to win the league. Will they win? I think they will win, but Dortmund will win the league. I'm going for the draw and Dortmund to smoke and bolt Mönchengladbach, in the league. Mönchengladbach, come on, mate. They, oh, they've been know. struggling recently. but Go the draw. We'll see. Uh, next game, El Clasico tomorrow morning. Barcelona. <laughs> I'm spewing that this match is tomorrow morning and not Monday. <laughs> it doesn't matter, mate. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is the result, which Barca will be tearing yes. Real Madrid apart. Well, this is Real Madrid's chance to make up that gap. But well, yeah, I know. It doesn't well, look like it's happening. So no, I don't think Barcelona so. Barcelona all the way for me as well. Agreed. Next, top of the table clash in City Art. Yes. We spoke about it a bit before. Yeah. Napoli versus Juventus. Juventus not even thinking about Napoli. That's right. They're just taking them like some easy beats. Yeah. Well, well, they're worried about Atletico because they need a win. Yeah. Um, but more on that just in a little bit later. Yes. <laughs> um, who, who wins? Draw. Draw? Yeah, it's over. Title's over. They're playing for pride. It's a draw. You think it'll be a draw? I think, well, you made me think a little bit before saying that they might be under, you know, a little bit they of They are, mate. Cloud. Wait for it. Wait for it in a I few say, weeks. I'll go out on a limb. Napoli to win 1-0. 1-0 oh, for Napoli. That's shocking. I don't know about that. Um, then we have... The derby. Yes. The Rome derby. Who's going to rule the capital? The, well, the biggest team. We're ruling team. it anyway. So Lazio is the biggest team in Rome. No. you got Roma. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, who, take your bias out. Who wins? Can, can Rome get into the top four now that Inter's let it slip? I mean, if we win... I can't see us losing a game from till the end of the season. I will honestly really? say that right now. Okay. Yeah. So if we win this game, run. we're going to go on a run like no other, right? Ooh. But but my point is this. Lazio have, haven't been in Roma for a, a few years in the derby, yep. and our time's sort of coming up. You know, When will they win? They're going to win eventually. I mean, what better chance now to take away our chance? You know, So I take my bias out. I think it's going to be a dull game and a draw. Yeah, a Lazio draw or a Lazio win. No, <laughs> no, I think it's a draw. Blues. I want Roma to win, but we'll um, another derby, oh, the Merseyside this derby. One the you big gotta, one. This one you got to tune in for. Uh, Everton you. versus Liverpool at Goodison Park. <laughs> I think, mate, this could be the end. This could be when the Titanic's sinking and Rose is about to fall off the ship and Jack's all frozen up in the water, mate. <laughs> um, uh, I see it as a draw. I'm Mate, afraid. there's been some good Merseyside derbies over the years. I know. Talk uh, about some. Like, which one is well, your favourite? one favorite? that I remember was that 3-3 draw. It's always high scoring as well, yeah. which I like. And Lukaku scored a hat-trick in that one. Yeah. Made his name. Yes, that's right. Um, you know, so like, and Everton have been playing well recently, you know. So I think they're a chance. I don't think they'll win because just using my head, they're, yeah. they're not going to win. But my heart is behind them. Yeah. And they have to win because Liverpool can't win the title. So you think you're saying Liverpool will win? I think Liverpool think. win, yeah, but think Liverpool I hope Everton win. Look, only because I saw Phil Jagielka's volley live outside the box at the Imperial and all the Liverpool's, <laughs> all the Liverpool duds were there stunned, right? Yeah. So I'm going the draw. I'd love to see an entertaining draw. Come on, Everton. Get up. Get them. Get them. Get him. Get him. <laughs> uh, now some Champions League games. Oh, no. We've got uh, PSG versus Manchester United. Mate, can United do a Roma and win 3-0? Not with the team they'll have available, mate. It's over. Well, a few players is come, are coming back. Nah. You don't, think... you don't have Pogba. Yeah, we don't have Pogba, that's Your true. best player, so forget we'll it. We'll see. I don't nah. know. Maybe we can you channel can't the do Roma it. and You can't and do, do it. it. There's no such thing. You can't do it. All right. <laughs> another, another Champions League game, like we said before, Juventus versus Atletico. Juve have a lot of ground to make up. They're 2 they can, down. They can win 3-0. They've got they a better can. chance than you guys they at do. winning Ronaldo's 3-0 back. because they're at home, Ronaldo's back. I don't know. I think their time's done in the Champions League. And a final one, you got Bayern Munich versus Liverpool. Anyone can win. Nil-nil draw at Do you know Anfield. what? As much as I want Liverpool you know, to sort of succeed and Bayern to succeed at the same time, I'm going to go with Liverpool to go through on really? penalties. Yeah, on I'm, penalties. I think Bayern will give them a nice slapping. Oh, game. come on, I don't think I don't think they can... After seeing the... Uh, that Northwest Derby no, no, performance. No, no, no. If they play like that, they're going to get Liverpool. Liverpool they're going to get their ass handed to Liverpool them. goes through for me. And now it's time for our game of the week for episode twenty-seven. Yes. And what will it be? It'll be Manchester United versus us and all. Us and all. Yes. <laughs> the this battle for the, the top four. The top four decider. Yeah. Whoever wins goes in. So it'll be interesting to see that. Stay tuned for the post. Give us your thoughts. Yes. Um, on Instagram and glue that game to your screen. 
And that's been our show for this fortnight. Some huge managerial changes in the Premier League. You know, lots of players not knowing their place. <laughs> yes. Right? And going against their managers and Liverpool really showing that they're pretenders and not contenders. Oh. Um, but we have another special guest to announce for episode 27, Stefan. Exciting yes, times, that's mate. right, Nick. I can't believe it. Tell our listeners who's next. It's none other than the slippery fish himself. Enrique from the Brisbane Raw. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe it. We're on fire. Mate, we he, are he seems fire. like a co- complete gentleman. I can't wait to speak to him. Me neither. Make sure you like, follow, share the Coach Killers podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Music and YouTube. All that Coach Killers podcast. And remember, when you're listening to Sari running around in circles trying to justify what happened with Kepa, uh, remember the uh, Como Se Dice Coach Killers podcast. No condom. Dilly ding, dilly dog. We'll <laughs> be